0: bibles if you would in the outline if you received one anybody did not get an outline just want to make sure we got everybody this morning we're on this last lesson and uh, we're actually talking this morning about how that we are ambassadors for christ and the bible says in second corinthians chapter 5 in verse number 20 now then we are ambassadors for christ as though god did beseech you by us We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So again, look at the verse there. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. That's what we're going to talk about today. We've been sharing some of these different metaphors about our lives, who we are, the way the word of God views us and how we are to live in this world. And of course, an ambassador is one that represents his leader Uh, And he does it in a foreign land. And uh, many of us know uh, from the political scene in the world that we have ambassadors for the United States all around the world. And they represent our nation and our president, but they do it on foreign soil. Uh, Christ has given us that same privilege that, look, we are, believe it or not, we're in a foreign land. And we are representing the Lord in this foreign land that we live in yeah, you know the song this world is not our home we're just a passing through right our treasures are laid somewhere beyond the blue so when we think about this god says you and i are ambassadors for christ we are here to represent god on this earth look that's why we begin this series with the fact that we are to be salt and light because we god has saved us you ever think about this in your life God saved you, and he did not take you home to be with him when he saved you. He left you here for a reason. You ever sit around and ponder and think about, why am I here? Why did God leave me here? This lesson is a good indication that God says, look, I left you here so that you can represent me, so that there can be a part of me on this earth. Hey, it was a wonderful thing when Jesus, who was God in the flesh, was on this earth, the word the Bible uses is Emmanuel, God with us. And while Jesus was on this earth, he was here in bodily form, and so as you think about that, when Jesus left and went back to be with the Father after he was crucified, (coughs) excuse me, he left us. Remember those first apostles, the work that God began through his Son, it continued through the apostles, and it continues to this day, through us. Everybody with me this morning? So we're ambassadors for Christ. We have the privilege to represent him. And one of those privileges, first of all, is the ambassador's access. Okay. And I I love this. (coughs) You ever go somewhere and you're in maybe a a store or you're, you're in some type of a, I know that we took our grandkids. We went to one of these, they've gotten real popular These places where you walk in and it's just all trampolines. Uh, They've got various names for them. But uh, we took our grandkids and our oldest granddaughter was three. And we went to this trampoline park (laughs) and our granddaughter, as hard as she could and as high as she could get, she was about that far off the mat. She just, she weighed like nothing. And, And I'm like, and we paid money to see her go like three, four inches off of the trampoline, you know? And as, as she was there, I was watching some of the other people. And of course, there were dads that brought their kids and there were moms with their kids and so on. And I think there was a few babysitters that, that maybe, you know, thought, I've got to get these kids out of here, get them somewhere, get some of this energy out of them. And I was watching this one dad <coughs> and he had his son with him, little bitty curly snow white hair. And, and there's a bunch of different places they can go in that trampoline park but there's some places that they had roped off. They had a chain across them and you couldn't go to those during this certain hour. It was only during certain times and you had to be big enough. And one of those areas, if you've ever seen it is, where, where you can get a basketball and you can jump on a trampoline and they, put, they have a hoop there and you could be like Michael Jordan and slam dunk the ball. And that little boy saw those hoops and he ran right, he didn't even have to duck. He just ran right underneath of the chain And his dad's like, no, 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 you can't be over there. You know, he didn't have access. But when you think about us as ambassadors for Christ, we have been given access. Notice the kind of access. First of all, it's an authorized access. See, we have high priority access to what? To information and to people. God has chosen us. God has appointed us. To, by the, Listen, when we think about the, even ambassadors for our nation, they've been chosen and appointed by the leaders of the country. And as God's ambassadors, God's done the same thing for us. As our leader, he has chosen us. He has appointed us to represent him. Look what Jesus said in John 20. He says, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me. Read those next words. Even so send I you. Did you get that? God sent his son to this world. Why? Because he so loved the world that he he sent his only begotten son. And and Jesus says, just like my father sent me to this foreign land, he says, now that you're one of my ambassadors, I'm sending you to the same place. I'm sending you to a lost world. Notice what the Bible also says in John 15. He says here, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you To do what? That you should go and bring forth what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it. So again, here's what we're seeing is we've been authorized. Hey, listen, God has all authority, and God has given us authorized access as representatives. We are commissioned to carry what? Does anybody know what we're commissioned to carry? The gospel. The gospel the message, the good news to the people of this world. Look what it says here in 1 Timothy 1.11. Paul writes here, he says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. See, God, God deposited the gospel in Paul's life. God's given you the good news, and God has commissioned us. He's given us authorized access to this foreign land, and listen, sometimes I'm out knocking doors, and, and, and I'll go up to house, and I'll knock on the door, and I've had people, and listen, I get it. It's their house. The truth is, it's private property. So a lot of times, I tell people, listen, when you're out knocking doors, make sure you understand that, because really, we, we are uninvited guests. But i've had people over the years who have gotten really really cross with me where do you get off coming to my house and knocking on my door and trying to tell me about god you know and i'll say to them well i've been authorized and they'll say oh yeah by who and i'll say you know now that's the truth they don't like to hear that but It's uh, scripturally. That is the truth. We've been authorized. He has entrusted us with the gospel. And I love it. When you study Paul's life, you know what he did? Paul understood the matter of being an ambassador. He himself, and look, everywhere Paul went, he shared the gospel that was entrusted to him. And we ought to do likewise. Look, we have been given the same message and we should share it. That's why Paul recorded, God allowed him to write these words, I'm free from the blood of all men. How could he say that? Because every person Paul came into contact with, he shared the gospel with him. I'm sure you saw the news last night, another horrific shooting in El Paso, Texas. Last I heard, 18 people, maybe more, I don't know. Twenty. Yeah, another shooting. Uh, I didn't even hear. Didn't even hear that. Wow. But but think about that. That's at least close to thirty people that stepped out into eternity. And they either went to one or two places. I hope somebody took the opportunity to share the good news with them. To be an ambassador. You think about those folks. And I, I sat there, Joy turned on the news, and, and it was on every channel, and it, they just went on and on about it. And I thought to myself, those people literally just got in their car to go shopping. No man knows the day nor the hour. And that's why it's important that we understand our responsibility as ambassadors. Ambassadors. We've been given authorized access, but notice also we've been given available access. I love this part. Look, it's one thing to have the authority to do what we, we're supposed to do, but I love that, that, that we have privileged access to his, uh, to his work, to what he has given to us. Look, we, we can come and we can meet with God at any time. I love it, as I sat and thought about this, the ambassador and the leader, they are always available to speak to each other, and, and one of the greatest blessings about being a child of God, being a Christian, is we've been given access with God. When, when you study the Bible, look, I, I'll tell you this, if I just put it into everyday, now, nowadays terms, I, I would say it this way, that when it comes to meeting with God as his ambassador, we never have to set an appointment. When it comes to meeting with God, we don't have to wait in line. We don't have a busy signal. We don't have to leave a voicemail with God. You know, God's never too busy for us. Uh, We can always come to Him. Uh, We don't have to play phone tag with God. I mean, you ever done that with somebody? You're trying to get a hold of somebody, you call them, and they don't answer, you leave a message, then they call you back, and you're not available, and they, they leave a message, then you call them back, they call you back, and you're like, is this ever going to happen? You don't have to do that with God. God, God has given us available access. <clears throat> Christ said, look, that he is always available to us, and one of the ways that he, we can always go to him is the Bible says that we need to pray without ceasing you know what that means? If we're going to pray without ceasing and God says you can come boldly before my throne of grace, that means he's always available, right? Because we're praying constantly, consistently without ceasing. Look what it says in Hebrews 4. I love these two verses. They mean so much to me. The Bible says, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with a feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin Let us, therefore, because of who he is, because of what he has done for us, because he has given us available access, the words there, let us, anytime you see the words let us, that's a command. God says, look, I I am commanding you to come boldly to the throne of grace. Why? So that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in what? time of need. Anybody need anything this morning? Guess who you need to go to? Dr. Jesus. He's a great physician. You know, you have a problem, go to God. He's the problem solver. That's good to have Christian friends. And it's, you know, certainly as your pastor, I welcome you to come to me anytime. I'm always here. I always try to have an open door policy. I try not to make people wait. But I'll tell you this, listen, there might be times where I may not be available, but God is always available. And and I love that thought as his ambassador that we have constant access to the throne of grace. The Lord has authorized us for his work and he is always available to give us what we need to carry out his mission. Look, if it's his work and he wants it done his way, then God will give us his provision to do that work. You know, God knows what we need. Certainly he knows what I need. He knew what I needed today to be able to do his work today. Hey, folks, listen, every day of your life, your prayer ought to be when you get up, Lord, help me today. Give me what I need today to meet the needs that I'm going to have. One of the greatest examples, Paul and Silas, they're sitting in prison. They're singing and they're praising God. Did God meet his need while he was in prison? See, God is omnipresent. God can meet your need no matter where you are, no matter what it is, no matter what time of the day. And it's a wonderful thing to know that we have available access and we need to make sure that we don't fall, uh, fail to stay in touch with the Lord. See, one of the greatest things about being an ambassador for Christ is that we have been given access. How many of you are glad for the access that God affords us, right? It's a wonderful thing to not have to stand in line when it comes to God. But notice, secondly, what else do we see? Well, by being an ambassador, and I'm sure you probably can attest to this already in your life if you've been saved for any length of time, is we see the the ambassador's adversary. Because remember, we are representing who in this world? God, right? And so whose work are we doing? God's. And so do you think that the devil is happy about us doing God's work? No. The devil would do it, love to do it. You study the word of God, You book of Nehemiah, the book of Acts, so many other places where the devil, every time you take a step forward, the devil's trying to knock you backwards. And you see that in the early days of the church in the first century in the book of Acts, every time the church moved forward, the devil was sowing discord among the brethren. The devil loves division. He loves to divide God's people. Ever see those those bumper stickers where it might be like uh, the New York Yankees on half of the bumper sticker and the other half of the bumper sticker says Boston Red Sox? And below that it says a house divided. You know, and uh, I was watching the uh, Cardinal game. They were playing the Chicago Cubs, and praise God, we were victorious. But, um, <laughs> but I was watching it, and it was kind of neat because they kept scanning the audience, the crowd at the, at the stadium, and you would see families where there would be little brothers and sisters and mom and dad, and mom sitting there in her Cardinal outfit, hat, shirt, everything. And her husband's sitting next to her wearing his Cubs hat, Cubs shirt. And then you see the kids, half of them are wearing cardinal stuff and half of them are wearing And I'm thinking, that's a wonderful house right there, you know. You know if, the, if, if whoever wins the game, the other one probably says, all right, you're cooking dinner. I don't know what they do. But it, look, the devil loves to, to, uh, to attack us. And when we're an ambassador for Christ, remember, we're in a, we're in a foreign country and it's not easy to live in a foreign country anybody ever lived in a foreign country you find some of the challenges uh, some of you came to america and, and listen i'm gonna tell you America's a great country but america's got a lot of problems too uh, I, I used to remember that that uh we had a a, a um, guy that taught me when i was in bible college and he went to england for a couple of years uh it was kind of an interim while he was there and he was telling me that uh, he was, some of the language problems, and he was talking about how, um, he said, I went to, I was talking in, in conversation with somebody one day, and said, listen, I need to go go get some more pants. Anybody been to England? <laughs> pants are not pants in England. That's uh, your your undergarments. It's, the, it's trousers they use there, you know, and he said, and then he goes, of course, he goes, I love dessert. So he says, I was always asking for cookies. And there are biscuits over there, you know. And he's, he's like, it, it wasn't easy, he said, you know. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you struggle with various things when, when you're in a foreign country. There's challenges like language or food or, or culture a lot of times. Some of our missionaries, they really struggle culturally. You know, they're children, you know, just trying to adapt. To the, to the, maybe some of the things in the country. So, an ambassador has to be able to adjust to all these things. But, he, but while he makes that adjustment, listen, I, I know this fits in, in regards to an ambassador, but we are ambassadors. So, listen to this that, that while he's making those adjustments to the foreign land that he's living in, he has to maintain his loyalty to his identity. So, when you got saved, what did you become? You became a Christian, right? So you're in a foreign land. So let me ask you, should you live and, and act and look like the heathen? Or should you maintain your loyalty to your identification, which is you are a child of the king? Are you with me? See, that, that, that's one of the problems. People today walk into church houses, and the church house looks no different than everything they see in the world that's not Christians maintaining their loyalty to their identification. We need to make sure that we are, are keeping our loyalties. In, in, listen, in hostile countries, and there are many around the world even today, the ambassador has adversities. These are people that, that stand against them, that oppose them, that are antagonistic to his mission. Well, listen, the mission that we have is not ours. It's his. And there are people today and there are adversaries today that oppose what we're trying to do. Do you think people are friendly towards Christianity today? No. It's becoming more and more uh, to where people want absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. They want nothing to do with God. And I think about this matter of being an ambassador for Christ. We have, just like an ambassador in a foreign land, we have a powerful adversary. Notice letter A here, the, the adversary's attack. You know this verse. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, and, and we have one, right? Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. People say a lot of times, boy, you shouldn't name names. God just did. He said, your adversary is the devil, Satan himself, the deceiver, the accuser of the brethren. I mean, there are many things that God uses to describe the devil, but the devil wants to make your life, your testimony disappear. He doesn't want you to accomplish your mission as an ambassador for Christ. He wants to stop the purpose that God has left you here, our first duty as an ambassador is to seek and to save the lost. Why? Because that's why Jesus came. Luke nineteen ten. the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. His mission is our mission. Now, we can't save people, but we certainly can point them to the Savior. We can bring them like Andrew brought Simon to the Lord. You see, so oftentimes, instead of instead of fulfilling our mission, our purpose, here's what many Christians do today, is we're conforming to the world. We look like and we're acting just like the world, and and that's the goal of the devil. The devil wants us to conform to the world. And by the way, a lot of times people make a big deal about, you know, the the, the clothes you wear. I'm going to tell you, it's the whole package, but it all begins in the heart. It starts in the heart, and I believe that it emanates, it, it, it basically manifests itself in the outward. Because everything that begins inside is going to eventually make its way out. And this is what we need to understand, that we have to stay on task and not get distracted with the purpose why we're here. Look at these powerful verses that John wrote in 1 John 2. Look at Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of who? The Father, but is of the world. See, while we are ambassadors for Christ, we're in a foreign land. This is not our home we're representing God, guess what? The devil's not going to just sit by and and say, you know what? You go ahead and serve God. No, the devil's going to fight us tooth and nail. And we see the adversary's attack, but look at this. What's the ambassador's defense? How do we defend against this? In other words, how do we maintain a holy life for the Lord? How can we we still serve God and live for God? Well, I love what Paul writes in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, he says, I'm begging you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your what? Bodies. Now notice these words. A what kind of sacrifice? Living. That that means it's, it's a billboard. It's a public display your life, what you do, how you, your demeanor, uh, you know, everything about you. It's going to say something to this world that we live in. And he says, I want you to present your body, a living sacrifice. And then look at these words, holy, acceptable unto who? God. And then he says these words, which is your reasonable. That's just He says, look, this isn't beyond reason. He says, that's just what every Christian ought to do, is to present their bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And then he says these words, no matter what the devil wants, he says, God says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Well, how do we do that? By the renewing of of your mind, Anybody else in here that would be honest and say, you know, I had some things that maybe I, I, I thought about, I said, I had knowledge of before I got saved that was not pleasing to God, and I've tried to cast those things out, but from time to time they still crop up. Anybody else besides me? You know? You ever, you're like me sometimes, I grew up listening to worldly music, and, and it, it, like, it was about two weeks or so ago I heard a song, Probably hadn't, probably been 30 years since I heard that song, knew every word to it. Every word. And I'm thinking, how many Bible verses can I call up? And that's sad. But the mind is quite the computer. Oftentimes we don't use probably more than 10% of what God's given us in this capacity. And he says, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And when he uses these words, presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, he's really saying that we're surrendering, get this now, and I know this isn't popular, surrendering our will to his will. A good ambassador is not in a foreign land doing his thing. He's in a foreign land representing the country that put him there. See, oftentimes we think to ourselves, what's my life? No, you've been bought with a price. You're God's now. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when we think about this, we we give up the ownership and directorship of our lives to him. Ambassadors are to fulfill their leader's desires. That's our responsibility. It's to do what the, the person that put us there to do, to do his will, not our will. And we can do this, how? By Here it is again, by filling our minds and filling our hearts with things that are good and godly and avoiding things that would cause us to not please God. Look at Second Corinthians 10. Here's some, here's some amazing words here in this verse 5. Casting down, what's the word? Imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity. How many thoughts? To the obedience of Christ. Every thought you have. Whatever comes in your mind. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. Sitting down to read your Bible, oh. I'm in the middle of a verse and I start thinking about something. I'm praying and my mind starts wandering. I'm just being transparent. Maybe you're a better person than I am. I just, I, it's hard for me to just, I, I mean, you know, I, I need to be like one of those horses with the blinders, some earplugs, you know, the whole night in a room all locked to myself. And I'd still be. Why? Because it's in the mind, it's in the heart. And the Bible says here that we need to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Folks, look, I know you would agree with this. We have a powerful adversary but we have a mightier King. God is more powerful than Satan. And so when you think about being an an ambassador for Christ, look, we, we have access, but look, it is true. We have an adversary. And I want you to notice thirdly, the ambassador's assignment, because this is where the, the old adage, the rubber meets the road. You know, what is our assignment? And, And look, two words I could, I could easily put it. It is the great, commission that's our assignment you know why does the church exist well you find it in many places probably the most well-known one is matthew 28 the end of that that uh gospel record according to matthew jesus came and spake saying all power is given unto me in heaven and earth go ye therefore this is right before jesus uh his life was coming to a close here on this earth And Jesus said, look, the work that I began, he's sending them forth. He says, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, why does the church exist? To see people saved, to see people follow the Lord in believers' baptism, and then to disciple them. That's that's the purpose of a church. Now there's a lot of other things we're involved in, and again, everything we try to do is according to the scriptures, but that is why God left us here, that we might fulfill the commission that was given to us by God. So notice he says these words at letter A, go therefore. We're commanded to go to all nations, not the ones we pick and choose, not the ones we like and, and not the ones we dislike. Every Christian can participate in this. We can, we, some of us can go, some of us can pray. And some of us can give, but every one of us ought to be involved in the ambassador's assignment. Proverbs 25, 13, as the cold of snow in the time of harvest, look at these words, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him, for he refresheth the soul of his master's. What is he saying there? Look, that we as Christians, we are participating. We need to be faithful to carry the message that's been given to us on behalf of our leaders. So he says, go therefore, and as we go, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to go preach. Now you might say, well, God hasn't called me to preach. No, God has saved you and he wants you to be a witness. And the word preach means, it's the word kerug, it means to declare the truth. Every Christian, should be telling others about the Lord. Jesus said in Mark 16, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to who? Every creature. See, look, there is, there, we should share the gospel with everyone. That's what Paul did. And the gospel, what is it? It's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 3 and 4. That's that's what we need to tell them, how Jesus came, he gave his life, but listen, his life didn't end when he was crucified. Up from the grave he arose. Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave, and God sent us here to plead with people, as Paul did, to beseech them to be reconciled with God. Look, you know what separates us from God? What is it? Sin. And, And look, there's no way that man can get back with God. See, God came down to us. And God has this ministry for us as an ambassadors. Look at it in 2 Corinthians 5, 18. All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And look at these words, this is for all of us. He has given unto us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. You know what that means? God has saved us, God has sent us to a foreign land as his ambassador, and here's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take the message of God from God, and we're supposed to take it to a lost world. You know what we're doing? We're reconciling man back to God. That's what Jesus did. Jesus came so that we can have a home in heaven. So how do we do that? We've got to be delivering the message. And the way we can do that is through preaching, through teaching, through soul winning, through sharing the truth with other people, all of us need to be doing what God commands us to do, and what God is commanding all of us to do is to be a witness for Him. How many Don't raise your hand. I hope that you are being a faithful witness to the Lord. I hope that you're telling people about the Lord Jesus. You See, as ambassadors, we've been given an assignment, but here's a good part. look at the last part in the lesson this morning is, what's the ambassador's address? <laughs> The ambassador's in dress. In other words, where does he officially live? Now, you think about this, his real home is his native country. Now, I was born in America, but I was born again by the Spirit of God. And so when you think about this, this world is really not my home. It's this foreign land I live in, it's only temporary. So notice, first of all, his temporary address is earth. You know, we're just just here for a short time. You know, for some it may be 20, 30 years. For some it might be 50 or 60 or more. But it's temporary. And while we're here, we've talked about this, Christ desires that our earthly homes, listen to this, uh, my residence, if people ask me, I give them my address to where I live, you know what God wants your home to be, your temporary place? He wants it to be an embassy for him. You know what that means? He wants your home to be a Christian home. You know, sometimes we'll have people in our home that maybe visit here and, uh, and, and, and really don't know us, and we'll have them in our home. Now, listen, not because we're something special, not because we've arrived, but do you know most people don't know what a Christian home looks like? They don't know how a Christian, you know, they, they don't hear a husband and wife getting along. They don't see children that are obeying their parents. They don't see all kinds of worldly things hung and on the shelves, you know. They, they need to come to a Christian home to see what a Christian home looks like, you know, instead of having all these idols around the house. See, our, our home Our temporary address is earth, but notice letter B, our permanent address is heaven. You know, how many of you are looking forward to heaven? It's going to be wonderful, is it not? Look at these two great passages, because Jesus made it clear in the scriptures that we are to look to heaven as our home. Look at Matthew 6, look at these words. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through in steel. He says, but lay up lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal for where your treasure is what there will your heart be also so jesus clearly says we need to be looking to heaven as our home but paul also as he wrote under the inspiration he he did the same thing he told us to look ahead to our real home in second corinthians 4 look at these words our light affliction is but for a moment working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are what? Temporal, that's temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house, that's your body, he says here of this tabernacle, we're dissolved, in other words, when our life ends, we have a building of God a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan in this world, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Look, folks, somebody can have my entire closet wardrobe. It's not worth much because I'm going to have some new threads when I get to heaven, you know? This world is just a temporary place, but what we, need to, what we need to be fixated on is our permanent address, which is in heaven. What a day that will be when Jesus we shall see. It's going to be wonderful. Our, our, our home country, again, is not wherever we live and serve on this earth. Our, our home country is heaven. And as ambassadors for Christ, look, what we do in this world for the Lord remember that our reward is being laid up for us. It'll be waiting for us. It'll be on the other side. God is preparing a place for us. And the question this morning is, are you representing the Lord faithfully on this earth the way God has saved you to represent him? I hope you're being a faithful ambassador. And I think about all these Lessons that we've learned in this series, the the various metaphors we began with salt and light. We talked about being a farmer in the harvest field. We talked about being a student of God's word, a soldier of Jesus Christ. We're running our uh, our race, the race that God's given to us. We're sheep of Christ's flock. We're a disciple of Christ. We're we're the bride of Christ, a servant of Christ, a friend to others. We talked about a child of God, and today, an ambassador for Christ. Hey, the Bible gives a lot description about who we are and what we're supposed to be doing. And let's just be faithful to God through all of that, all right? Well, Lord bless you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for, first of all, saving us, and then God giving us a purpose in life. And I pray that you'd help us to be faithful ambassadors. I know that this world is not a friendly place to Christians, but God, that's always been the case in the days of the prophets, in the days of, of the disciples, uh, the antagonism, uh, the, the enemy, our adversary. But God, I know that we have been given access to you, and that access is authorized by you, and you are always available to us. Lord, I pray that Maybe when we're feeling a little down, that we would be reminded of the fact that this world is just a temporary dwelling for us, that someday soon we're going to be with you for all of eternity. But help us to be a faithful witness and a faithful ambassador to represent you the way that is pleasing, a holy and acceptable and a pleasing life to you. In God's name we pray, amen.